We are overcomers. Can you give me uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 14, please? This is not... I'm just being obedient. This is this is not part of it completely, but Hallelujah. Verse fourteen says, I have written unto you, fathers. Because you have known Him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are, ye are strong. And, ye, and the Word of God abideth in you. And ye have overcome the wicked one. Now, please give me First uh, John 4, 4, please. Verse 4, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is He, not me, not you, greater is He that is in you, right? That He is in the world. We see on the news, The devil is in action. We see on the news about ISIS. Greater is he that is in us than he that, than the ISIS group. We pray against them. We declare, did you know the only source that they have is the devil? We overcome them. How dare they come into our United States? They have no authority. They have no power. They can't come into our community. They can't come into our state. Let me tell you something. Other states need to say, they will not come into my state. Amen? It's time for the body of Christ to rise up. Let me tell you something, brother... Frank, uh, Franklin Graham, he is standing up on some things that a lot of people are like, he better be careful. No, 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 no. It's time. Amen. We're seeing the time that Jesus is about to return. Amen. We are overcomers. We are overcomers. Sickness, disease, depression, we are overcomers. Amen. Let me tell you something. We know family members. We know friends that are dealing with situations. Amen. But guess what? As they come to an understanding as the body of Christ, they overcome. Let me tell you something. We're not denying that the situation is in their life. We're denying it's right. And as we deny it's right to be there, it has to go. Amen? Just like if someone come on your property that was uninvited, you might say, you might want to leave. And if they refuse, no, you're going to say, get on my property. 
Amen? Especially in the middle of the night. You tell them to get off your property. Amen? Well, it's time to tell sickness, tell disease, depression, oppression, to get off your property. Actually, to get off God's property. Because this body, your body, is the temple of the Holy Ghost. It is the property of God. Amen? Hallelujah. I believe so. Well, we all needed to hear that. It just, when God, when the Holy Spirit ministers something, it's just important to be obedient. Amen. It's not saying how how putting anybody on a pedestal, but you know when the Holy Spirit is involved. And let me show, let me tell you an example, and I will get to where I'm supposed to be going. There's been times I've experienced just an experience. Where, when we was going to the nursing home, I didn't have anything myself. I get up there to the nursing home and thank God for being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I get to sit down at the fireplace area and I felt like the Holy Spirit should go here. And I don't recall exactly where it was at, but he said, go here. And guess what? I didn't have it, but he had it. He had exactly what was supposed to minister. Let me tell you something. There's times that you feel like you don't have nothing to share with somebody. But let me tell you something. As the Holy Spirit says, share this. You don't, we don't know what that uh, that person that you're going to be ministering to, or that group you're going to be ministering to, that need to hear that word. Look at all the lives that Jesus touched. He's our prime example. He was led by the Holy Spirit to do what God said. Amen. And let, let me let me let me say it like this. <laughs> A lot of people have a problem with self. When it comes to the body of Christ in the church, in the ministry, it has nothing to do with us. And here's something I have on my wall in my office. It's not about me. It's all about Him. And I've got to... It's The flesh wants to rise up. We deal with it. Amen? we got to deal with it. But if we will say, it's not about me, it's all about Him. We commit ourselves to say, I will share when you'd have me to share. I will say nothing when you tell me to say nothing. It's the obedience. Now, getting into today's message, I want to give a little note and I, it's, it's an encouragement back when Aiden shared ministered back here in the in the uh, fellowship hall it's been about a month ago give or take he shared on love okay he didn't know yes he's young that's good we don't despise the youth, and we don't we don't look down at the youth. God can use the young people just as much as He can use the older people. And guess what? 
There's times that a lot of people will listen to a child before they'll listen to an adult. Amen? Then Wednesday night, you know, if, if we're in a class and you kind of hear me giggle, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Because Sister Margie, the Holy Spirit had her touch on some things that I was going to be ministering this morning. And, I'm, and it was a confirmation to me because sometimes when you get, you're preparing something, you say, okay, Lord, is this what you would have me to minister on? Because I don't, you can have a whole bunch of titles and all, but is this what you want me to minister on? And, as he shared on love, as Sister Margie shared on the fruits of the Spirit of love, like, I knew, but it was a confirmation, okay? Now, each one was obedient to the Holy Spirit. Each one. Sister Margie and Brother Aiden, Amen. It's a confirmation that when we're obedient to God to do whatever He says, do what He ministers, you will know there may not be always be a confirmation, but a lot of times there is to show that you yourself is obedient to God. Amen? And that's very important. But this morning I want to share with you and one other thing a while back um, Brother Hank, it's been probably a good six months ago, texts me and says, you know, he, he was praying, Spirit of the Lord ministering to him about uh, certain ones ministering on love, on the love of God. And lo and behold, I had, there's times that in my phone I'll type a topic out or a name out and I said, I've got the name. I've already got the name. Thanks be to God. Amen. But this morning, I want to share with you the love of God being God's love. We've heard pastors say that the Holy Spirit ministered to him, say, I didn't call you to, to, I called you to be my love. Amen. In order to have the, in order to have and be God's love, we must abide in Jesus. The only way. Amen. Our relationship with God. Amen. If you would turn with me, please, to John 15, be reading 4 through 5. John 15, 4 through 5. Verse 4 says, Jesus speaking is, Abide in me, and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. Abide means in the Greek to stay in a given place, state, relation, or expectancy. Abide to continue, dwell, endure, be present, remain, stay, tarry for. Okay? Verse 5, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. How many understand we can't do nothing without Jesus? Amen? In the Amplified, verse 4 and 5, 
Verse 4, dwell in me and I in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in, being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. Now I checked on vital in the Webster. It means to be extremely important. So let's look at this for a moment. Being extremely important united to is our life flow. Need by your body in order to be, to keep living, existing as a manifestation of life. Amen. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him bears much, much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, cut off from, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. So if we're not connected with Jesus daily, I mean daily, it's a process daily. If we're not connected to him daily, we're cut off. We're cut off the blessing. So if we're cut off the blessing, then we can't be a blessing. Amen? So we need to stay abiding in Him. And let me tell you something. I know we're all working on this. I mean, we have to. The body of Christ in general, all the body of Christ has to work on this daily. Daily. Because there's a battle daily. There's even battles going on while we're asleep. Amen? Hallelujah. Jesus is the vine. Vine in the Greek, a vine, a calling about a support. Vine. Jesus is our support. Jesus is our support. We cannot show the love of God or be His love without abiding in Jesus. He is our support. He is our connection to the Father. See, in order for Jesus to operate on earth, He had to be connected, abiding in the Father. He had to be connected to love. God is love. He had to be connected to love. There's times that we may not want to love somebody. Holy Spirit, help me. I've asked, I've asked the Lord to help me with people in the past. Say, help me love. Help me love. And he did. Amen. All you got to do is ask. Amen. He is our connection to the Father. John 14, 6, Jesus' response to Thomas. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is alive. Let me insert this note. For those in the world that think there's other ways to get to the Father, let me tell you something. They need to, they need to have an open ear to hear. Because here's, here's the fact. When we get, when they get on the judgment throne and have to stand in front of God and have to be judged because 
they think there's another way to heaven, it's not going to be pretty. Amen? No man cometh unto the Father except by Jesus. Amen? That's what we got to understand as the body of Christ, and I believe we do. Amen? Jesus is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. As we stay abiding in Him, continue in Him, dwell in Him, remain in Him, we will be able to bear fruit and show and be God's love. I've been working on love. Not saying that I haven't been in the love of God. But whenever the Holy Spirit ministers to you on a certain area, okay, He knows what you need to take care of. You can have love. Love for your family, love for your uh, friends, but... There's sometimes if we have a lack, okay, in a vehicle, if the dipstick is showing low on oil, it's good to get oil. If the if the spiritual dipstick, if you will, is showing low on love, and let me tell you, you can express a low level of love when you express something to somebody. When you're talking to somebody and your love level is low, you might have them give you a expression. Okay? It's not putting this down. Amen? It is a note to okay, check my love level. Check my love level. If we haven't been receiving from God like we're supposed to, we got to check our love level. He operates by love. He operates by love. He is love. And He's given us the love. Amen? One more time. As we stay abiding in Him, continue in Him, dwell in Him, remain in Him. And let me add in something here. Discipline our flesh daily so we can abide in Him. We will be able to bear fruit that we are supposed to bear and show and be God's love. Let me tell you something. Unfortunately, we may be the only expression of love some people are receiving. Some people are receiving. And honestly, the body of Christ, all the body of Christ, every church is called to be the love of God. Be His love. Because, you know, when you show compassion, when you show love, that actually touches people. When you, when you see the news day, you know, day in, day out on the news, you see that there is not love in people, in certain people's lives. It's not a judgmental call. It's the fact that how they act, okay? There's hate in the world. We know that. But love overcomes hate. Love <laughs> overcomes hate. Somebody may come up to you or me and start complaining, start yelling, start saying bad things, but you know what? 
the flesh wants to respond. The flesh wants to respond by the flesh. But if, if we learn, when we, we, as we learn to respond with love, sometimes all it takes is a smile. Is what they're trying to do is aggravate you. Actually, what the devil is trying to do is trying to use them, which they are being a vessel. We have to be, we have to be allowed, we allow the devil to be a, for us to be a vessel. We are, they are being a vessel for the enemy to use them to get to us. As we show love, we recognize, okay, they're being influenced by the devil. They're being influenced by the devil. We show love. It's, sometimes it's hard. But you just smile. They're thinking, why are you smiling? I just called you no good for nothing. But the problem is, they don't realize who they're really calling. We're not our own. We're bought with a price. When we received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we gave up the old man. We received the new man, which belongs to God. So actually, if you want to come down to the nitty gritty, they're actually calling God no good for nothing. Because when we leave this earth, when Jesus comes back, we're going to look different. We're going to look, and don't take this wrong, because we, on earth we age. We age daily. Glory to God. But when we get to heaven, this Forget about that. Because everything is perfected. Everything's perfect. Amen. We are exactly how God created us to be. And we don't have to be concerned about sickness, disease, and all this stuff. Let me tell you something. It's good and it's His will for people to be well, be in health. And like I said, we know people that are dealing with certain things. Well, bless God, they they can and are healed. In Jesus' name. They're standing on the Word of God. They are healed. But you know what? It is a confession. The devil wants to try to get us to speak against ourselves. And if we, he, if we can get, if we can speak against ourselves, he sits back and laughs and saying, I got him. And we destroy ourselves by our confession. Amen. But as we realize that, because you know, we all, there's times that the enemy will throw one of these stupid thoughts and say, say it, say it, say it. And you think, no. Because what happens is, you got two sources waiting on your response. You got angels. And you got the devil. Demonic ex- demons ready. If you, if they can get you, convince you, convince me, convince us all to speak negative, they run with it. The demon, the devils run with it. But if we will stay and abide in, in Jesus and say, no, I will only do as the word. I will only speak as the word. When we speak that word, see, our words are spirit. When we speak the word, angels take, go for it. And take care of business. Amen. See, it's up to us. We have dominion on this earth. We have dominion. We have dominion to say, someone needs healed. 
We're in agreement. It's done in Jesus' name. We pray for him. We declare the word of God. And guess what? We don't, we don't bear off of that. You say, well, yeah, is it manifested yet? By faith it is. But guess what? Maybe that person's faith is needing to be built up more and more. They receive it. Everything is received by the Spirit first and the manifestation into the natural. Amen? So as we receive what has been given to us, we can understand that this is out of love. Healing is love. Debt cancellation is love, is, is from God. Being out of debt is, is godly. Being healed is godly. Amen. Walking in prosperity, walking in perfect health is godly. That's the will of God. Amen. If you would uh, turn with me to Romans chapter 5, verse 5. Romans 5, verse 5. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll be honest. I never, I guess you could say, I never knew how much love is involved. How much love is involved. When we find out how much love is involved, that gets, that gets us to change our thinking. Thinking, okay. Because sometimes, what is it, the, the Word says, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. If we don't have knowledge that we are supposed to operate in love, and we're operating in another area that we think, now you can be, be born again, be a Christian, walking daily, and be thinking the wrong thing. You can be thinking the wrong thing. Holy Spirit's trying to say, get back over here on this thing. But if we're not, if we're not paying attention to what the Holy Spirit says, we can be thinking the wrong thing. And guess what? The result is not what we're expecting. The blessing that we're expecting. Amen. Verse five. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad, shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us for a gift. He's given to us. The Amplified Version says, Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Such hope, it don't disappoint. It don't delude. It don't shame us. If you feel like you're being shamed, it's not because of hope. It's not because of love. Amen. God's love is shed abroad. It has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. If you have a personal relationship with Jesus, which we do, then you have the love of God that has been given to you, poured out in your heart by the Holy Spirit. This is how we can, we can and are supposed to walk and operate in love. 
with that love that's been poured out. You say, well, I'm, like again, if you say, well, my love level, it just seems like that. Ask. Ask. I need, I need this love. You may be dealing with somebody at work. You may be dealing with someone in the family. You may be dealing with somebody in the store. Okay, Holy Spirit, I need love. Because, you know, there's times that we allow our love to, because we're, we're, we're fighting with, the, dealing with the, the flesh, we, we, we need love. So we can overcome this situation. But we, we allow ourselves to receive that love, even when we don't want to. Because some people we deal with, we're like, just let me take care of them and I'll repent later. No, you know, it's, it's, it's a fact of we need the love of God daily. God's love enables us to be His love and love one another even when we don't feel like it or even if we don't want to. We are to be His love. God's love, God loves us so much that He gave His, gave us His love. He gave us His love. Which is Jesus. Once again, He is, Jesus is our connection to the Father. And having a true relationship of love, if you would turn with me to John 3, 16. You know, I used to, uh, at times, I'm thinking, well, John 3, 16 is pretty much plain put out there. Amen? But when you get, get into studying it, you can see a little more in depth of John 3.16. It's a very familiar Scripture. It's very, it's very, I mean, you know, in, in uh, children's church or Sunday school classes, that's one of the main topics. Jesus loves you. John 3.16. Okay? Verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, in times, I'm thinking, well, you know, you, you see, believeth in Him. Okay? You believe. Well, everybody believes in something. Okay? Everybody believes in something. But when you find out what believeth, what it means, it, believeth in the Greek is to have faith in upon or with respect to a person or thing that is credit by implication to entrust especially one spiritual being well-being to Christ to believe believer commit to trust put trust with now when you receive Jesus you put your trust in him amen Whosoever believeth in, have faith in, commit to trust, and put in trust with Jesus, should not perish but have everlasting life. Should not means in the Greek is expression, expresses an absolute denial. It's up to us to receive Jesus or deny Him. We came to the to the we came to the decision when we received Jesus to accept Him or deny Him, and we accepted Him. We accepted Him for what was spoken. We accepted Him for what His Word said. 
we, we accepted Him be Lord of our life. And that is a commitment that we are accountable for. Amen? We're accountable for it. When, you know, um, something that Lord ministered to me is that even if you accept Him or don't accept Him, you're accountable. When we accept Jesus, we're accountable for to do whatever He says to do. For the calling He has predestined for us, we're accountable for it. We are accountable if we deny Him. That's the judgment we'll fa- that people will face. Not us, but because we received it. The judgment people will fa- face Him on the judgment day is, I never knew you. Depart from me. Amen? So this is an encouragement. Is that when you know people say well, when you receive Jesus, what do you, what do you get? Life, life. But you know it's a full, committed trust in Him daily. You know if someone says, well, what if you found out there was no God? Let me tell you something. I would rather live and be obeying Him and find out He wasn't real than to live and obey what I think is and not to live and obey and find out he was real. One 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 commercial, I tell you commercials they sometimes they they can get your attention. But I'm reminded and I've shared different ones on this is that the M M&M and M commercial at Christmas time. And this and this has caught my attention truly. Now, some commercials catch your attention, but the M&Ms are in the, in the house. Santa Claus is in the house. Okay? Now, I'm not getting into any religious spirit, anything about Santa Claus. And They look at him, and they say, he is real. And Santa Claus looks at them and says, they are real. My key point to this is, the ones that don't believe God is real will stand before God. Can you imagine they'll say, He is real. And that will be too late. Amen. That reminds me, about every time I say it, it reminds me, He is real. Let's not wait. I mean, let's encourage people not, not to wait till the last man or the judgment throne to find out that God is real. Because when you find when people find out he is real, it's going to be a bad situation for them. Amen. And again, it's not a judgmental call; it's a judgment. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to share that with you because it just reminds me of it. Just God's real. We come. We came to a decision. When we receive Jesus to accept Him or deny Him, we come to an understanding. A baby Christian, he received that he or she received Jesus as their Lord and Savior, is a starting point of them learning who God is. Okay, 
Well, how do you know the Bible's real? Well, let, let me let me let me let me give this definition, this this example. People can look at a newspaper and just without a shadow of doubt saying that's got to be real. That, that, that happened. They tell their friends, they tell them, guess what happened? It could be totally opposite. But when it comes to the Bible, oh, that's not real. You know what happens? They have more faith in the paper than they do in the Word of God. They have more faith in the paper that whatever happened in the paper, newspaper, happened. It happened. But when it comes to the Word of God, they, they have doubts. Now, if they change their thoughts, they change the way how they feel about the paper and move it towards the Word of God, then they will see a difference. They stand on the Word of God. They will see a difference. Let me tell you something. We all know that not everything in the paper you read is true. Because there's misguidance. There's misunderstanding. Anyway, going on. The Amplified Version says in John 3.16, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that He even gave up His only begotten, unique Son, so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on Him, shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have ever but have eternal, everlasting life. I never knew that John 3.16 could go that deep. Honestly. Actually, any Scripture can go deeper than what man, man and woman re- reads it. Amen? This is the study factor. As we see here, be- believing in Believing is having faith in. So we say it like this. Whosoever has faith in Him shall not perish. Shall not perish is a decision. We have to make that decision if we're going to accept Him or if we're going to deny Him. Amen? And we have faith in Him. Again, that's a clarification. Well, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I believe... Believing... And doing, acting on is to, uh, believing is one thing, but acting and doing is another. Again, you can believe the paper, but it can be misleading. You believe the word, it will never be misleading. It's the fact of understanding what it says. A lot of people set it down because they can't understand it. The important part is when we study, we say, Holy Spirit, Reveal to me. Give me the knowledge and understand that what I need to know on this word. And he will do it. He will do it. Now I'll tell you what, there's times I might get giggling because it's like it's exciting. There's night at prayer. Some might I was giggling out loud because some of the stuff that the Lord's showing me, I was giggling because it was like He's trusting me with His Word. Amen? He's trusting us with His Word. We can stand on His Word and we can read, and read it, study it, and declare it. And guess what? We give people hope. The hope 
that they need. Some people say, why do you give false hope? It's not false hope. Prove it. Prove that it ain't. Prove that it is false hope. You gotta have faith in it. You gotta stand on it. Amen? As we see here, believing is having faith in, having trust in, committing to. We have commit, we, we, as we commit ourselves to Jesus by receiving Him into our heart and making Him Lord of our life, we receive a life change. We receive a life change. We receive eternal life. We have been made the righteousness of God in Him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 We have been made the righteousness of God. When we receive Jesus, He has transformed us into who He has us to be. We gave up that old man we gave up that old man so we can be resurrected in that new man. Let me tell you, you know, he never told us that life is going to be easy. But he gave us his word so we can speak his word and declare his word and know that his word is going to change our situation. What we've got to do is, I've been guilty of this, Sitting in the recliner, recline back and say, I'm waiting on it. I'm receiving it. But you know what? I've come to understand that's become my laziness. We, I'm not saying if you, if a person don't feel the best and they sit down and relax, they're out of the will of God. No. But if you know that the Holy Spirit's ministering to you certain scriptures, that yeah, I'll, I'll read that later. And you may have a uh, watching a minister or church on on uh, TV, and he's ministering to you to read this scripture. I'll read it later. Which sometimes. Can I say this? Sometimes we've gotten lazy in the things of God. The body of Christ. I'm not saying anyone in person. We can get lazy in, in the things of God. And then when we get lazy in the things of God, we miss out on the blessing of God. We miss out on receiving the manifestation of God. If we, if we don't get in His Word... Let me tell you something. In order for His Word to manifest, we've got to get His Word in us. We've got to get His Word in us. Continuously. Pardon? Yes, fresh. And when we get it, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. The fresh hole. Get a hold of it every day. It's a process. It's, it's, it's more than just going, more than what you would say commitment of going to work. You gotta, you gotta have, we gotta get a commitment of, okay, I want this healing. It's already been given to us. Everything has been given to us. There's nothing 
that God hasn't already predestined for us to have, it's already been given to us. What we got to do is, like a birthday gift or Christmas, just receive it. Say, I thank you, Father, for it. I praise you. I receive what you have given to me. I declare in the name of Jesus that the, these symptoms have to go in Jesus' name. The root of these symptoms have to go in Jesus' name. Your banking account may not look like what it should in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for the wisdom, the knowledge and understanding of how I need to take care of my account, my banking account. If I'm spending like I shouldn't be, I repent. Because one, one thing I've learned on when giving, and He made it simple for, you know, He made it simple for all of us. But as we give, give in the act of giving His, His money, His finances. Because when we received Jesus as the Lord and Savior, us went out of the way. He went. He's straightforward. We are abiding in Him. Trusting in Him. And this is something we, we, I got to work on every day. Amen? But we abide in Him. Trust in Him. Rely on Him. And I'll be honest with you. There's times that ah, if I do this, I can pay off this bill. Da, 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 da. And, you know. But if He puts that in your heart... Awesome. But as Matthew 6.33 says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Whenever I read that, He ministered to me. Go back up to verse 28 and read down. I encourage you to do that. Matthew 28-33 to when you get a chance. Because it opens. He explains. Walking, walk even as He walked in love. If you would turn with me to 1 John chapter 2, verse 5 and 6. Hallelujah. Now, I'll be honest with you, when I was studying this out, I was getting excited. I was ministering to myself. You know, pastors, we've heard pastors say, you'll be the best minister you'll ever hear. Let me tell you something. If you're, when you're studying the Word of God, don't feel embarrassed to start standing up and start speaking what you're receiving. Don't feel embarrassed. If you're at home alone, I do it. You may go, you can go from one side of the house to the other side of the house. Just start, start preaching to yourself. Because let me tell you something. Some things that you may not feel impressed to do right here in the church, you will do at home. There's times you'll prophesy to yourself. Because when you get into a different different environments and you always want to make sure that it's the Holy Spirit ministering to you to share. Amen? That's what we've learned. That's what we go by. But let me tell you something. When you know when the Holy Spirit is ministering to you and you know that He's and you're you're being ministered to not only are you speaking it out, it's the Holy Spirit ministering to you. Amen. 
when you speak it out and you're, you're getting built up, you know it's God. And whenever he said, believe on this, you can say, thus saith the Lord, believe on this. Because it's him saying it. Amen. I'm very cautious of saying, thus saith the Lord. Because I want myself, I want to make sure that it's thus saith the Lord. That's me. Okay. There's been times that I might have missed it by now, but I am, me personally, is cautious because I want to make sure there's too much false prophecy going on in the world. But you know, you know when the Lord ministers something to you to minister to somebody, you know it is. Because He gives, it's, it's strong. You just, it gets strong and then you say, okay, I've got to be obedient. And sometimes I wait till that moment that I just can't, I just can't, I gotta give it, amen? That is what encourages me. And, uh, but if he ministers to you, to minister to somebody else, do it. Do it, amen? If the Lord says to you to say, your family is gonna be saved. Because some people are waiting for that confirmation. They may be dealing with whatever. And they're praying. They're praying. And you go up to them and say, I feel like the Lord ministered me to say this to you. Your family's going to be okay. You may not know what they're going through. They might have got a, got a report that they're hoping that it's going to further go, you know, be okay. Then you find, then you minister to them what the Holy Spirit knows everything. He will not tell you anything that the Father has not said. Jesus, Jesus, as Jesus spoke, I say nothing that my Father doesn't say. I do nothing as my, as my Father. I only do it as my Father, I see my Father do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you being encouraged this morning? Hallelujah. Because I am. I... When He ministers to us, you deal, we deal with emotions. And when we deal with emotions, they're good. Because we know that God is working in our behalf. We know that He loves us. He know, we know we are receiving what He, exactly what He needs, we need to know from Him. Amen? 1 John 2, 5, but whosoever keepeth His word, in Him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in Him. He that saith he abideth in Him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. The Amplified says, verse 5, But he who keeps treasures his word. Treasure. We, we have treasures. Amen. We, we, we have treasures. We keep treasures. But we treasure his word. Who bears in mind his precepts, who observes his message in its entirety, all of it, 
every bit of it. Truly, in Him has the love of God, the love of the love. At, truly, in Him has the love of and for God been perfected, completed, reached maturity. By this we may perceive, know, recognize, and be sure that we are in Him. Verse six: Whoever says he abides in Him ought as whoever says he abides in Him ought as a personal debt to walk and conduct himself in the same way in which he walked and conducted himself in love. Responding in love. We walk in love, we walk in faith, and we walk in His Word. We walk by His Word because we are doers of His Word. Amen? So this is plain down to the nitty gritty as we walk as He walks. You say, well, I'm just, I'm just a person. I'm not perfect. Well, if He's called us to walk as He walked, we need to do as Romans 12.2 says. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing your mind is renewing it with the Word of God. Seeing what the Word of God says about you, about me, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You will prove yourself what is that good and perfect will of God. Amen? And acceptable and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. We walk in love because that's who He is. It's in His Word and it's His will. By Spirit, we are made perfect. We deal with the flesh, yes, but we are made perfect. When we receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior, we receive the perfection of Him. And it's a work in progress until Jesus comes back to stay in that state, stay in that perfection of Him. It's a work in progress. And we can say, I'm a work in progress. I'm working in progress. <laughs> Amen? If you would turn with me to John 15, reading 7 through 9. John 15, 7 through 9. Verse 7, If you abide in Me, and My words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. 
Verse 8, Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Now, First uh, John 2, 6, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked in love. We continue in his love and we walk as he walked by love and in love. We walked as he walks, walked. But you know what? You can say he's walking with us now. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He's walking with us now. He's with us now. We're connected. We are in connection to Him. We are connected to Him. As long as we stay connected to Him, we're connected to the Father God. And as we are connected to the Father God, receive the blessing that He has. Amen? We do, as He said, love one another. If you would go with me to John 13, 34 through 35. John 13, 34 through 35, please. We are seeing here how much love is involved in our daily walk. We are seeing here how love is a main factor in our relationship with God is a main factor, primary factor. Verse 34, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples. If you have love, love one for another. Let me tell you something. Again, we can see on the news or we can go into any state and see there's not a lot of love out there. There, We see about every day hate crimes. Hate crimes. See, there needs to be the love of God shown to the world. So they know that there's hope. Amen? People will know that we are different when we show and be God's love. They will see a difference in our actions. They will see a difference in our, what we say, how we respond. They will see a difference just being around us. They might say, you don't act the same way as these do. I'm not called to act like him. I'm called to act as he is. As he is. I'm to call to walk like him. Again, it's a work of progress. But as they notice, they will know that we are disciples of Christ. Amen? We know, they know, that we are not like the world. 
they know and will start coming to you and say, okay, i got a question for you. And they may be dealing with something that, that um, they don't have an answer to. And the Spirit of the Lord ministers to you to give this to them. You know what? He's using us to answer the problem, answer their situation. He's he's using us to sow a seed in them, so he can produce off of that. So he can start uh, putting people in their lives, so they can just kind of water it, kind of share with them of of his love. He may not use this continuously on one person. He may just use uh, us to go up to someone and give them, just share a word with them and walk off. And the one that he has to water that to to uh, encourage comes along and ministers to him. Amen? But as we are obedient to give what he says to give, and we leave the rest up to God, we know that their lives will be changed. And it's, it will depend on how much they receive, how much they're willing to receive what He has for them. Uh, in the Amplified, verse 34, I give you a new commandment that you should love one another just as, just as I have loved you, so you sh- too should love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you love one another. If you keep on showing love, wow, showing love among yourselves. As John 15, 9 says, continue ye in my love. We show, show love among yourselves. New Living, Transla- New Living Translation show- reads in 34 and 35, verse 34 says, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Sometimes we think, how am I going to love them with the love of God? That's the only way to do it. He will help us. Amen? Verse 35, your, your love for one another will prove <laughs> your love for one another will prove to the world let me let me say it, to the world of hate to the world of destruction that you are my disciples as we love one another we will prove that we are a disciple of Christ. We will prove that they can come to us for prayer, not to drop off their dirty laundry, not to drop off trash, but they can come to us in agreement and we can share with them the love of God and see their life change, see them come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Amen. Love speaks beyond what we can speak. Just by our expression... Again, a lot of people want to get us uptight and want to say something to us to get us there. And I've been there and I've had to repent. But we just smile. Holy Spirit says, smile. Okay. Smile or say, God loves you. Like that. Just like that. It will take that situation and they'll be like, that is not what I expected him to say or her to say. 
They are expecting you to fly off the whatever, fly off the... But as you prove to them wrong, and how you prove to them wrong is by the love of God. By His Word. They know you go to church. They know you, you know, are faithful. They know you, you, but they're want, they're being used by the enemy. They're being used by the enemy to get to you, to drop your guard, to drop that shield of faith, to drop, to anything that the devil can do. It, just as Brother Andy shared on Eve last week, okay? Yes, Eve was used. But let me, let me express this. So are we. So are we. We can see the faults on biblical characters, which biblical people, but if we don't be cautious, we'll find ourselves right where they're at. In this, not, maybe not walking on water, but in a situation where spiritual water is trying to flood in, and we have a choice. Either abide in Him, walk on that spiritual water, or fall to the pressure of the world, fall to the pressure of the enemy, and give up. And sink. Peter got out on the water. We, as the body of Christ, can take that example and go beyond what Peter went. We learn by examples a lot of times. Amen? The Word of God is our example. Even though a storm may rise up in a family, in a health issue, I'm not pinpointing certain things. In a health issue, in a financial situation. Storms can rise up in a lot of different areas. But as we learn to keep our eyes on Jesus, we can get out on that spiritual water, keep our eyes on Him. Yeah, there may be mountains of debt right here, maybe mountains of sickness right here, maybe, maybe mountains of depression in the family, maybe mountains of whatever family issues, but if we keep our eyes on Him, they can't touch us. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We seek Him. We see, okay, Father, Your Word says this. As seeking. As seeking. We asked. Okay. An area that I've shared before. When and Brother Randy's ministering on this. When we ask when we seek, when we knock, we ask for what we're believing for. We seek His Word and His kingdom. We knock. This is what in the past has really bum me. On I couldn't figure this out. Then I then I learned this. 
Knocking is making sure it's the will of God. That we're knocking on the right door when we ask, when we seek. When we seek, we're looking at the Word of God. We're getting a hold of the Word of God. That door right there is opening because the abundance of His love. We're seeking. We asked. We're seeking His Word according to what we asked. And guess what? We're seeking His will. That door is open. And whenever He ministered that to me, that the door is making sure that what we're asking for is His will. That hit me as like, thank you, Lord. Some scripture, you know, we know that some scripture that we get, we read, we, it's comprehensive. Okay, this don't make sense. Well, it's not a natural thing. It's by the Spirit. By the Spirit. Ask, seek, knock. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's not adding to or taking away with what's been ministered before, but it's something that it's just, when, when you get a hold of something, it excites you. Amen. It just excites you because you're like, I can, I understand it now. Then we're not destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Our dipstick on that love is filling up. It's full. Amen. When we know if you have a leak in your transmission or you have a leak in your oil, you know you need to check it often. Gasoline, you know, of course, to get most of if it's operating right, the gasoline, the fuel gauge tells you. There's times that in oil, you may not know. Yeah, light is supposed to come on. But what if that light doesn't come on? In our love walk. You know what our indicator is? The Holy Spirit. The natural indicator is the expression on people's face. Holy Spirit, check your love. Check your love. Check your love. And this is, like I said, this is for all the body of Christ. Because there's times, <laughs> I'll say it like this, there's times that I can get in a selfish mood. If I get into a selfish mood, that means I'm only going to receive what I invest. But when I get into a selfish, selfless, into a mood of God, <coughs> I will receive what He's already invested in me. What He always already predestined for me to have. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is a commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. In closing, I want to share this. 
And Sister Marta, this is probably where I had to hold back on some stuff. Because, you know, when we when you're in a discussion time of good discussion, a good fellowship, sometimes you like to add what you feel the Holy Spirit's ministering to you. Love, as we know it, is a part of the fruit of the Spirit. Thank you for your obedience Wednesday night. Galatians, if you would turn with me to Galatians 5.22. Actually, I stand corrected. I'll have one more thing, but I'll go through this. Get through this. Galatians 5.22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. When you have love, you have joy. Because you have the love of God. You have who He is. Joy in the Greek, cheerfulness, Calm, delight, gladness, greatly to be exceeding joyful, joyfully, joyfulness. When we have, when you have love, you have peace. Peace in the Greek is a literally or figuratively by implication prosperity, peace, quietness, rest, said at once again. Instead of being at a at a shaking, you have peace. You're at one with Him. You had a calmness. When you're when you have love, you have long suffering, which is long long enmity. That is objective forbearance or subjective fortitude. Long suffering. Now, here's the last patience. Patience. If we're a little low on patience, we need to check our love. Amen? We don't have to ask God for patience. We just check our love and say, okay, help me with this. Okay? When you, ha- when you, when you have love, you, you will have gentleness. Gentleness means usefulness. That is a moral excellence in character or demeanor. Gentleness, goodness, kindness. And people will see that. How you're gentle. You're kind. They will see, they may not understand it or grasp it, but they will actually see the love of God. They may not realize what they're seeing, but they're seeing the love of God. Amen? When you have love, you have goodness. Goodness is... That is virtue, beneficence, goodness. You'll be, you'll, you'll want to do good. You'll, we, we, we just be in the right standing with God. And you'll be in the goodness of God. Amen. When you have love, you will have faith. Which is the persuade, we, we understand what Hebrews 11, 1, but persuasion, that is, uh, credence, credence, 
moral conviction of religious truth or the truthfulness of God. I like that much better. The truthfulness of God. It says, or a religious teacher. And this, it, instead of religious teacher, let's look at it like this. A Bible teaching teacher. And I'm not putting down what the Greek says. It's we have especially reliance upon Christ for salvation, abstractly constancy constancy in such profession or confession by extension the system of religious or let me just say it like this, gospel truth itself. And why I'm cautious on saying religious things, we, we see how the world is and people are looking at religious stuff. And, and anyway, going on. The gospel truth itself. Assurance, belief, believe, faith, fidelity. When you have love, you have meekness. Meekness is gentleness. By implication of humility. We, we are humble. We humble to God. We have humility. We are gentle. We don't want to get into a ruffle. We want to be gentle. We want to just be calm. And when someone respond, talks to you, you want to respond in a loving manner. That they know that you can, they can come to you any time, considering the circumstance, considering the matter, and say, I'm dealing with this. And they know that we can say, okay, share with me a little bit more. We can pray about this. Because let me tell you something. Prayer is what changes things. Brother Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth W. Hagen, correction, Kenneth Hagen, the father. And this is in one of his books. And paraphrasing, he says, if you are complaining about something or someone, it's an indicator that you're not praying for them. Something I'm working on. Because you deal with the public. I think it's something that all of us are working on. We have to. Because it's not, like I said, it's not a judgmental pointing fingers at. But it's too easy when you hear of someone doing something for you, for, for someone to go over and say, did you see what they did? Whether it be at work, whether it be family member, what, whether it be in the church. It's too easy to get your guard up, get aggravated and say, I know I've seen them so many. You know what? That's an open door to the devil. And you catch yourself in those situations. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Amen. And it's not put down. We all deal with that. I, I, if someone tells me that they've never dealt with that, I'd have to say, ah, you better pray about that. I mean, I'm not judgmental. 
but they may not realize that they've done that. It's like when you read a paper. But how could they do that? Well, guess what? I just showed attitude, which is not me saying, well, let's pray about this. Whether it's true or not, let's just pray about this. Let us just, if it is true, that it will change. But if it ain't true, that the truth will come out. And that is in the perfect will of God. That's when the door will be open. Not when we want to just, I mean, it is. It's easy to just say, yeah, then no good for nothing. But guess what? If we share what is edifying to the person, that we allow no corrupt communication to proceed out of our mouth, but we will speak what is edifying and it ministers to the hearer. If we can minister something to the hearer and see their life change to encourage them, if I can encourage Sister Margie, I will. Which I think we can encourage each other every day, whether we talk to them or whether we pray for them as an encouragement. Amen. Gotta hurry. But we'll allow the Holy Spirit as He wills. When we, when you have love, you will have temperance. Temperance is, okay. Something, <laughs> self-control. Self-control. What are we talking about when the opportunity comes up to complain or argue or something? Having that self-control to say, no, I will not. No, I will not. It's too easy. And if I fall into that, I repent. It's a work in progress. Self-control, especially countenance, temperance, self-control. Uh, I'm going to end with this. I will end with this. <laughs> if you would turn with me to First John four, seven, I'll be reading seven to eleven. I'm not sure if uh, actually the Holy Spirit was done with the teaching at the point in time, but when he's when we're done with it, we will continue. Amen. Holy Spirit knows exactly what to say, when to say it, and amen. Verse seven, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. This is the, in this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. This is the manifested love. The manifested love. Herein is Herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to ought also to love one another. Loving one another is not a suggestion. Loving one another is not a suggestion. 
It's an actual command. As we see here in these verses that love is of God, for God is love. So we see as the body of Christ, He loved us first, and He sent His Son to be the propitiation, Greek word for atonement, for our sins. The Amplified says the propitiation, the atonement, atoning sacrifice for our sins. He became, he, he was the ultimate sacrifice to pay the price. It took that to pay the price for the sin. To love one another is a command as we are the body of Christ and we are to walk in His love and be His love as Jesus was when He walked the earth. We have been enabled to be His love Walking in love and being God's love is His will and provision. Hallelujah. That's His will and His provision. As we understand this, like I said, as I study on this, as I there's a lot of a lot of um, things that was revealed to me. It's like, wow. As love is so important. Love is one of the most important things we can ever have. One of the most important things. We know God so loved us that He sent His Son. Amen. So this morning, I want to give an opportunity. Not saying that is no one isn't, but I want to give an opportunity that we don't that we don't assume. But if there's one in here this morning that doesn't know Jesus or knew Him at one time but has fallen away with every eye, every head bowed, every eye closed. If, if you've never received Jesus or have had a relationship with Jesus and your relationship is not where it's supposed to be at, and you know it, I would ask for you to raise your hand. Years ago, in a in a conference, I was sitting in the pew, and the Holy Spirit said, "Preach my salvation." Right, okay. God so for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That, that is the mess. That is a right there showing that we can trust God with our lives, no matter what the devil tries to say. The devil, we know that any time the devil comes to us, it's a lie. He can't tell the truth. 
But this morning, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus or you had one and it's not where it's supposed to be, I'd like to pray with you. Some people in the world today will say, well, I ain't ain't ready yet. I'll I'll wait. The worst time to wait till is when it's too late. And some people say, well, when it's too late is when God says, son, go get my children. And the rapture's already taken place. We want to be we want to be on the first load. Not, we don't want to wait and say, well, there's going to be a ne- next one. We don't want, no. No. When Jesus comes back, He's coming back. He said, I'll be back. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they use that term in movies, I'll be back. But He said He will be back and He will be back. Amen. Father, I just thank You for each one that's here this morning. Father, just thank You that every every heart, every heart that is right with You, Father God. There's no question. There's no question that their heart is right with You. That they will know Without a shadow of doubt, when you send Jesus back to receive us, to come to take us back home with you, that we are all going with Him. Father, I just pray that you touch each and every heart. Thank you, Father, for ministering this morning, for using me to minister. I'm just a vessel. Father, just thank You for each one that's come this morning. I pray for their hearts, a protection over each and every heart. We know the enemy attacks, but we have You that is greater than any weapon of the enemy. Father, just thank You for Your love, for calling us to love You, to love others, and be Your love. Father, just thank You in Jesus' name. Thank You, Jesus. Just give You the praise. I give You glory in Jesus' name. Amen.